Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Caring Too Much. You've got David here, and you've also got Alex. Delighted to be here, David. The the biggest, highest pleasure, as always, to be uh, in this virtual podcast space with you, Alex. Uh, today, we are jumping into the topic of hobbies, grind culture, and turning basically every side venture and piece of joy in your life into profit. Um, so we will, we're very excited to talk about this, and we will get into it now. Yeah, we're talking about grind culture, um, but in case anyone is confused, we are not talking about uh, who, I mean, who does? Maybe this could be an episode about, about coffee grind culture. We could make it that. We could talk about who in our lives grinds their own coffee beans and we could just... Shout out to my mom. Uh, I know, I know you're listening to this podcast. Yeah. Um, No, but I also know you don't grind your own coffee, so... Uh, on on topic for this episode, that might be a great little little side business if anyone's feeling entrepreneurial today. It could be. I do think it's good that yeah we steer clear of that topic for today, seeing as I don't even drink coffee. Um, so let's. What is the grind culture that we are going to be talking about today? Working too hard. <laughs> working too hard. That's a big part of it. Um, and also, as you mentioned in the intro. Uh, it, it does have to do with pulling parts of your life that normally would not be associated with your work into your, um, your, your work, you know, so turning your hobbies into side jobs, um, yeah. And just, just devoting the, the spaces of your life other than your job to being more jobs. Yeah. And I think we're not going to wait, make you wait for it. We think that this culture sort of just, you know, it sucks, but like, we don't want to talk about it and just say, oh, it's like, how dare you monetize your hobbies? Because it's also not like anyone asked for it. Like, it's, it's not like people are going out there and being like, I want to turn my hobby into something that's going to make me money. I mean, some people are, but I would say in most cases, it is people being like, I need to make more money. My job is not paying me enough or it's too hard to find a job or too hard to find a, like a full-time job. So I'm going to turn my hobbies into, you know, these side profit ventures or whatever. And there's um, also so a like, lot of, um, there's, there's a lot of very pervasive messaging around it as well. You know, that whole thing of do what you love, but not, not only find a job that makes you happy, but if you love something, make that your job. Um, you know, and, and, to be uh, not to blame everything on capitalism, which but well, if, if you know me, but um, yeah, in in a capitalist society, we have this idea that that productivity and our worth as people is tied to the amount of capital that we can produce and accumulate over the course of our lives, um, and all of the extremely rich like multi-billionaires who run our society are held up as people who like, oh, they they just loved computers, you know, and they they just had this hobby in their parents' garage and that made them a multi-billionaire. So you can do that too. When like like I, I cannot think of a single person <laughs> for whom that is actually the case. Yeah, spoiler, you are not the one in I don't know, billions probably who's going to become a billionaire. How many billionaires are there in the world? It's not going to be you. Sorry, it's just not. Other spoiler um, alert, not a single billionaire got where they are by like having a hobby yeah. and hitting it lucky. <laughs> uh, they, they all got there from their father's apartheid emerald mines or whatever it was they had. Oh, then now they're launching off into space. Yeah, it, it exactly. It's Yes, that's a part of it. Like those people also had hobbies, but they also combined that hobby with, you know, their own wealth to make that a successful business. And I think it's like, on one hand, you know, I want to say like, do it go like, obviously, like, if you have something in your life that you're like, I can make money off of this, like, I'm not going to sit here and say, you shouldn't do it. Because like, the reality is capitalism isn't going anywhere anytime soon. I mean, 
I'd be very happy if I was proven wrong on that, but I'm just, I just don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. And so it's like, yeah, you got to make money. And if you're doing something that, you know, like for example, my mom, I'll drag my mom into this. Um, she, uh, has since forever. I, I don't even remember when it started. It would have been like when I was probably 10 or something like that, her and her two sisters. So my two aunts have made jewelry. Like they just go to craft stores, buy beads, buy chains, whatever wire. And they make things from like, it started off with just being like really basic, you know, they strung beads onto strings and gave it to family members. But now it's like, they've got like metal, like special tools to like turn things into earrings specifically to like pound it. So that it becomes like a certain look or whatever. And like, they've got a, yeah, no, it's super cool. I actually, I used to like make jewelry with them because like we would go on like family trips explicitly for them to have time to make jewelry. Um, And so it would be, you know, my mom, her two sisters, um, and then me and my sister and people wonder why I'm gay. (laughs) I went on beading (laughs) trips with four female family members. I wonder. Um, But anyway, um, you know, like they did that and it was like, well, they enjoyed doing it, but also what are you going to do with pounds of, you know, necklaces and bracelets and earrings and all this stuff? Like you, you kind of have to sell it. Like past a certain point, I imagine you run out of people to give it away to. Well, and I'm talking like, like, like hundreds, like I guarantee you there are hundreds of necklaces and earrings and whatever sitting in my mom's basement right now waiting for COVID to end so they can do another sale at, you know, they go to like, um, why am I blanking on all of the places where they go? But it's like any of those places where you can set up a stall and sell things. So like community fairs and like, like farmer's markets kind of thing. Thank you. That's the one I was looking for. Farmer's markets. Um, or like, you know, if the hospital, like a local hospital is having like a vendor day, which they do, which, you know, whatever they, they go in and sell those things. And so it's like, yeah, like if you're making that stuff, like, you know, I know my mom, like the money that they make off of that, every now and then she'll treat herself with it, but usually it just goes back into buying more beads to make more stuff. Right. And so it's like, don't not do it. Like if you're doing something that could be providing you with money, it's like, I'm not, I'm certainly not going to say you're a bad person. Um, if you're going to start you know, selling, if, you're, if you have a hobby that makes you money, you're a bad person categorically <laughs> going to hell. Um, But like, it's so complicated because it's like, wouldn't it be great? Like, I think this conversation isn't so much, at least I'm not really trying to have this conversation about like, oh, who's like, are you doing a good thing or a bad thing? But more just like thinking about, wouldn't it be cool if you could just like do those things for fun and it, you had fun doing it? Cause like my mom, like, you know, as soon as you start monetizing a hobby, it does become less and less of a hobby. Like like now I would call what they do a business, my mom and my aunts. 10 years ago, I would have called it a hobby, mm-hmm. right? Like they have to keep a ledger now. They have to like all those sorts of things. And, you know, they, they don't fight, fight, but you know, they, they fight over who has to balance the book after a sale or things like that. <laughs> and it's like bringing that profit, that whatever into your hobby brings along those other things that you don't want in your hobby. Usually. Yeah. Like stressors, right? Generally. The, yes, that's a, I don't know. Something about my brain tonight, folks, is not uh, not reaching words. So thank goodness I have Alex here to reach those words for me. Um, right, you can, you can call me the thesaurus Alex. I probably won't, but I could. It's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think it's 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 so interesting how like like you're kind of forced to. You know, if you have a hobby, like, for example, we've got this podcast or, you know, I have a YouTube channel, not that you'd know because I've uploaded two videos in two years, but, um, you know, all those things, it's kind of just sitting there and you're like, like when I set up the podcast, for example, I was like, oh, there's a setting right here to monetize the podcast and it'll put our podcast like statistics out to potential sponsors and whatever. And I was like, Oh, well now I have to start like building up a sponsorship package for the, and I was like, no, calm down. Like, I just (laughs) want to do this podcast for fun. Like I, I, I truly don't care if the only people who listen to this are like our closest friends and our family, or even if 
we're the only ones who listen to it in the editing phase or whatever. Like, because it's, it's just fun to, first of all, it's fun to say I have a podcast because I'm just another white dude with a podcast. And isn't that just what this world means? But you know, it's just fun to like be doing something creative, be like going through this process with my friend, you know, like, Oh, but we won't be friends anymore after we start fighting over who's who's keeping the books. Yeah, who has know? to balance the ledger? It's oh, that's it. Friendship. Oh, no, we ran, <laughs> Alex. We ran for the Ryerson Students Union together. <laughs> we served on that board of directors together. I firmly believe that the only way we won't be friends is if we like actively just choose like I don't want to be friends with that person anymore. Like, there's nothing that's going to come in between us. Because nothing can come in between a friendship like the Ryerson Students Union. But anyway, that's that's another topic. That... But, um, <laughs> you're completely right about the podcast. And we did uh, very consciously decide when we started this that we wanted it to be something for us and something that was enjoyable instead of like a stressful obligation. Um, yeah. But I, I think something I wanted to say to to another point you mentioned about... Uh, this the point of this not being to condemn individual people um, like like that's the whole idea of it being a culture you yeah. know where a culture is not made up of individuals and no one individual choice is going to make or break a, a, a cultural um, idea or, or pattern of thought but certainly by becoming more aware of it we, we can control our choices and exert more influence over how much we play into that. Yeah, I think it's about being aware. I, I do unfortunately think a lot of these things, some of the things we've talked about on the podcast, um, but like just other things that if you know us, things that we care about and things that I'm sure, since that's the point of this podcast, will come up eventually on the podcast. <laughs> but it is just like, it's nothing's changing anytime soon. It's you know, for example, how do we change grind culture? Well, it's got to take people, you know, those of us who've experienced it probably don't love it or dislike certain parts of it at least or whatever, growing up and becoming the managers who are deciding how future workplaces look like. Or, you know, if you're in the future. Deciding how to... much like employment insurance people get. Sure. That, you know? That's a very specific example. Yeah. Or. <laughs> Or just like in general, like in some sort of position where like you're making a decision about creativity or art, whether it be you're deciding how much to pay someone for their art or, you know, if you're deciding, I don't know, there's, there's, it, it's way too vague of a sort of concept, but just generally, I think the idea is we've just got to be aware that this, this constant monetization of people's hobbies is not like, it's, it's, it's not, not really ideal. It's it's not healthy for sure, right? Because like it might be healthy for, you know, economically or whatever. Uh, like it might be creating more jobs. To or, be honest, sort it, of it's things. it absolutely is not. But I, yeah, more I'm, thoughts on this later, probably. I'm sure most things are 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 not actually I mean, what is the economy? It's all made up. But um yeah, I think it's just about like having it in your mind and when that moment arises where you're like oh this is a moment where i can sort of like reinforce this you know grind culture or where i can you know let my employees leave early on fridays or 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 whatever it might be um i think that's just what's important because what like you said when it's a culture it is it's everyone you know it's it's all of us and so it's not some it's not going to require one person making a big change, you know, like for example, me swearing off ever monetizing one of my hobbies, that's not going to do anything to the world. However, keeping that in my mind. And if all of us are, you know, in 10 years, 15 years have kept it in our minds, then it will have slowly changed everything, but it's not going to be one decision that changes it. So it's just something you have to like remind yourself about, like, oh, hey, like maybe I don't need to, you know, sell this piece of art that I made just for fun or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, you know, like maybe it's it's just like you've been wanting to start a YouTube channel or you've been wanting to post TikToks or you've I feel like that's the easiest 
sort of area of monetization these days is just oh god being an influencer yeah yeah and i feel like if you're if you're someone who's been waiting like oh i don't know how to i don't know if my content's going to be good enough to like get ads or whatever just like start making some stuff because you want to i think think that's yeah we all need to do things more for ourselves and less for the the economy absolutely Uh, and obviously, like there, there are many people who are in a position where they they really do have to think about their own um, financial, like economic situation. In many, if not most, if not all of the decisions they're making, but but if you are able to take time and space for yourself and do stuff just for you, then that is so much better for you. Like even on an individual level, maybe it won't change the whole culture, but it can definitely change like how happy you are. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, I don't know. I don't know. I have so many for people who know me, this won't be a surprise at all, but I have a million stories about like harmful, the, the detriments of grinding too hard. <laughs> That's every time I, <laughs> Every time I say grind, I just think of dancing. Um, oh no! What I think of is that that TV show, The Grinder. Um, got it's got um, Chris Traeger from from Parks and Rec. I don't remember oh, what the well, actual actor is called, but I don't know um, him either. <laughs> I only I know, know him from Parks and Rec. Um, but yeah, like I mean, I can think of of so many experiences. Like I, you know, I, I love to do graphic design. Um, graphic design is, is my passion. You could say that, uh, I have said that, um, and, and, you know, not as a joke, like seriously, I do enjoy designing graphics, digital art, all that sort of stuff. Very fun. Um, and so last summer when the pandemic started, everyone was like, gotta make the most of this pandemic. Like, first of all, the first thing I remember was, if you don't come out of the pandemic with a six pack, you're failing. And I was like, (laughs) well, um, and it doesn't that just tell you something that like going into this unprecedented, incredibly traumatic global event where people are like falling ill and dying and living in constant fear and isolation. And the reaction is like, yeah, but you better get a six pack by the end of it. Yeah. You better get a six pack. And then, you know, on on this topic was well you better start your own small business during the pandemic and make a shit ton of money what do you mean small businesses are going under by the by the dozen <laughs> for every small business that goes under in the pandemic we want every citizen to create two more <laughs> so that the pandemic won't affect small businesses <laughs> vote for me to be your next prime minister no um you know, at the start, and I was like, oh, I like graphic design. I'm fairly good at it. You know, I've been doing it semi-professionally and professionally for like seven to eight years. So I was like, I should start a business. So I did. I made like, you know, an Instagram account. I made branding, like all these different things. And then by the time I like got it up, I was like, I'm not interested in this anymore. Like I, like this is work. I don't want to be doing work. Like, and it's just like, why can't I just... Like what was stopping me from opening up Illustrator, opening up Photoshop and just like editing some photos that I had taken or had saved or even just download from Google, edit some photos or like, you know, look up some things that I've done in the past and see how I could make them new again. Like it's just doing things to be creative. I I never, like it never crossed my mind to be like, oh, I like graphic design. How about I just make some graphics? I was like, oh, I like graphic design. Let's start a business. <laughs> and then I like, I was making like spreadsheets and all this sort of stuff to like keep track of things. And I was just like, I don't, I'm not enjoying this. I don't care. It's sucking the fun out of something that is normally fun for me. Mm-hmm. And even aside from the the spreadsheets and all of that, that is a very real phenomenon where as, as a psych major, um, you know, I Bring that education into it. Hell yeah. That's right. Shout out, shout out to my psych degree. Who knows when it's going to end. Um, but one, one piece of research that I find useful pretty often is um, talking about intrinsic versus external rewards um, and and how that affects motivation. 
Um, so there, there was there was some research done on children at like a kindergarten or something, uh, and and the kids were given like coloring supplies. They had to color, uh, but one group would they they just colored. They had fun. The other group <laughs> they were they were given like medals for how well they colored. Um, and uh, please, please forgive me if I'm not exactly on with this methodology. It's been a while. We're uh, not reading directly from the abstract right now. This is <laughs> off the top of our brains. So yeah, some, the, some freedom with your the memory. <laughs> the, the, the upshot of this, um, broadly speaking, is that the kids who got rewards for coloring later were less motivated to color when they just had coloring supplies because now they expected like it was something that they did for a reward. And that actively like counters the internal intrinsic enjoyment you get out of doing something you're already motivated to do. Whereas the kids who just colored, they wanted to color just as much later. Um, and this is something that I've noticed in myself as well. You know, back before the, the apocalypse, um, <laughs> I, I volunteered at a shelter at their meal program. Um, and it was great. It was like, come in once a week, you help make lunch. Uh, and all the volunteers like eat lunch together with the people who are, who are having lunch. It was, it was really nice. But one of my really prevalent thoughts when I was doing it was always like, I would not want to do this as a job. This is just reinforcing like how much I would not want to do this as a job because I, I felt that that would immediately suck all the joy out of it. Yeah, and it's 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 a really um kind of worrying phenomenon when you're thinking about how much people are being pushed to to do everything for money. Yeah, and I think that's more sort of I guess like the crux of the issue is is the push that everything has to be because like some things make sense. Like for example, my mom's jewelry thing like that kind of only leads to you have to sell it because she's producing a thing, you know, like you can only like, obviously she could just throw it out or I guess set up a website where she, you know, randomly gives it away to people who ask for, like, I get like, there's, that there's like just as much work at selling it to be honest. Exactly. I think that one that like that, where you're creating an actual product because you, and my mom absolutely like they all started doing it because they loved to make those things. So in that situation where they were like, Oh, we're going to sell it. Cause we have so much stuff. We may as well sell it. I feel like that's not even part of that, that culture. Cause that's always been a case. That's how businesses start right? Like that's just normal. But this aspect, I, I think it really comes back to the, it, it's usually creative things. And I think it's right now, especially an issue because of how uh, I'll say like the democratization of creativity, which has been in a lot of ways great because now anyone can open up Canva and make a graphic that you would have needed to pay hundreds of dollars for uh, you know, professional editing software years ago. On that hand, it's great. But on the other hand, now everyone is like, I can be making graphics. I can be making YouTube videos. I can be making TikToks. I, all of these things are now at every single person who has a computer's fingertips. And it's like, all of that stuff is monetizable. And so I, I think it's, I, I think it's a little bit of that fact that so many more of those creative tools are available to everyone now that it's becoming more of an issue. Um, but like, Hey, maybe you just open up Canva for some fun. Like, like for example, like here's a great example. People laughed at me and I was like, you know what? I don't care. Cause I had fun doing it. Uh, and I don't actually remember Alex, how you, reacted to the situation but I, I do you guess remember we'll I... yeah <laughs> you don't know what story I'm about to tell do you remember I, it was definitely before the pandemic um but probably oh, a then I don't, don't don't remember it <laughs> <laughs> on, on how to socialize my friends names don't remember anything what outside um, looks like well, what even is outside um I've known this same 400 square foot box for a year and a half that's it um but no so we had a party and so some of my friends 
every now and then a friend group that Alex and I both are part of um, really like to go all out with like the hosting aspect of the party. So like there will be like specific drinks that they'll come up with for the party, et cetera. So I was like, I want to have some fun. So I made like a menu. Oh my God, I, that like, was you? I didn't even know you made that. Hell yeah. I grabbed, like I went into, like I made like a proper, like I just, someone said make a menu and I was like, I'll do it. And I'm sure what someone meant was go into Google Docs, type out the like three drinks and the contents of them so that we can tape it to the wall. But I went into Illustrator and I made a whole like designed, like themed menu with three drinks on it, just for three things. <laughs> it, was, it was a really nice menu. It was absolutely stunning. And it's, I, I, like, it's just things like that. Like if you are sitting around thinking about how, oh, like, I want to do this creative thing. Like there are absolutely ways that you can do those creative things with your friends, uh, with your family. Like you just gotta, like, I, I think unhook yourself from that. Like, like, and like I said, I'm like, I'm not saying this, like I'm immune to it. I made a whole freaking Instagram and made spreadsheets and everything for a company with air quotes around it that I never like ever did anything with. Um, so it's not like, I'm saying this is an easy thing to do, but I think unplugging yourself when you find yourself being like, Oh, I could sell this here or, Oh, that's, I could make money this way. Be like, how could you take that same thing that you were going to profit off of? And maybe like put that energy into doing something with your friends. Like if you were going to, for example, do graphic design, you know, for, for, for money, you could very easily turn that energy into doing any sort of decorations or any sort of whatever for your friends. Um, another thing is like, if your friends already have like, you know, some sort of side project that they're working on, instead of like starting another, you could always just like, if you just need a creative outlet, like just offer to help them out with some stuff or, or whatever. Like I know a friend of mine made, um, I think they're called stream assets. Like when you're streaming on Twitch, like the different things that say like, I'll be back in a minute or, or whatever, you know, like one of my friends was just like, wanted to do that for someone. So like did that. And it's just, I just, it, it you just enjoy yourself more. At least I always do. And it's like, yes, this is not like we've said, if you're doing it cause you need to like make that extra money to survive. Like that is, this is, this message is not for you. Do what you need to do to survive. Of course. But I just think we would all be happier if we found ways to like just do fun things without being like, how can I do this fun thing and make money off of it? The fun yeah. thing can just be a fun thing. It can thinking, end there. Yeah. <laughs> thinking, thinking of the kind of all out parties with the menu, whatever. Um, as, as I'm sure you know, David, and as I think some of our listeners will likely know, one of, one of my great joys before the pandemic was um, hosting, hosting dinner parties because I, I, I enjoy cooking. I like to think I'm good at it. Um, and it, it's, it's not actually, I don't know how. Can confirm if you ever have a chance to have their, their cooking, don't turn it down. Haha. <laughs> um, but I, it, it actually isn't something that I would ever do as, as like a career, just because as far as I know, the culinary industry is kind of, kind of soul crushing. But <laughs> aside from that, um, I, I, I spent quite a while in high school, uh, when I, when I was just getting into cooking, doing a lot of the cooking for my family. Uh, and it started out as like, this is this is fun I'm like experimenting trying new things I get to feed people whatever uh but then it, it became an obligation past the point and 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 then I it, I started really like resenting it um and 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 that was like not 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 a good time for me but how I I kind of turned that around was by focusing more on the special occasions and being like, okay, there's other people in my house who know how to cook. They can make dinner. Um, what I'm going to do is go to the fish store and spend a hundred dollars on salmon and make something really nice for, for my friends. There's a very nice fish store near my parents' house. Um, when I say spend a hundred dollars on salmon, I don't mean like a huge amount of salmon, but it was some really nice salmon. 
Um, I promise this is not sponsored by the fish store near Alex's parents' house. If we could be, though, hit us up. Could, could, could it? No, I think that would be nice. If you're Speaking listening. of monetizing our hobbies, who wants to monetize this one? Um, but, but, like, I love that. I love spending a couple of days, spending, like, most of my time each day planning, preparing, cooking food, you know, presenting it, giving it to my friends and watching them enjoying it. Uh, and then not cooking for like two <laughs> weeks. Uh, and, and that's something that I really, really missed. And I have noticed that increasingly like making dinner for, for myself is feeling like a chore because it's more of like a thing I have to do and less of a creative outlet. Yeah. I think it, it, it re- like, you know, I, on that specific point, could not relate less. My whole <laughs> food experience is how do I get in and out of the kitchen is as little oh, time we, as we possible. We have fun making pasta together, though. Yeah, when I'm doing it with friends, it's. But then I'm hanging out with friends. I'm not in the kitchen. You see, <laughs> um, but I think I think that's you know relatable in the sense like everyone has things that they're passionate about. Everyone has things that they are good at. Everything has things that they spend their time doing like all of these are just things of life and I think it's just about putting the right things in the right places like just because like like because the hard thing about all this is if you like if there is a job that is something you're also very passionate about and you do enjoy doing it as a job like then like that's you know your own prerogative like go the love that for you um I just think the, the the thing that we have to be careful about, and I think, honestly, this is more just me trying to convince myself, really. That's what <laughs> this whole podcast is, me trying to tell myself to do less of these things. Um, I, I think that's a message we could both benefit from <laughs> hearing. Yeah, I think it, it's just about like making sure that you're doing the right things. Like, are you are you doing this because you're making money? Are you doing this because you're still enjoying it? Like. Maybe, for example, like we're doing this podcast right now. We're not making any money, any anything. We're barely promoting it on social media. Every now and then, one of us will talk about it on our own personal accounts, and that's it. I mean, you you might. My own personal well, accounts have been inactive for yes. longer than this podcast has existed. I just didn't want to make it seem like I was like shading you by saying Alex does nothing. Like, no, it. You yeah, know, sometimes I'm, I'm going to tweet about it now. There we go. Um, you know, like, but, and, but maybe in, in a year we'll have sponsors or, you know, maybe in a year we'll we'll be doing this very differently, but then maybe a year after that, it's, it's like, oh, well, you know what? We're not enjoying it anymore. Like, so we're going to stop it or we're going to take that money aspect out of it. And I think that's what is important is like being flexible with your interests and your hobbies and these things. So it's like, yeah, like if you're doing a hobby and you're like, Hey, I can make a couple bucks off this. Like, sure, you know, you need money to survive, like do it. But then just don't let yourself get stuck in like, oh, well, I started doing this. So now I can't scale it back. Like, I feel like that's definitely a part of the grind culture too, is that you always have to be getting, like, it's always about going further. And sometimes going further might actually be like, actually, I don't want to go further, you know, money wise. I want to go further, like happy wise, like happiness wise. I don't know how to phrase this sentence so poorly, but you know, like how, how can I make this project venture experience better for me? Isn't always, how can I, how can this make more money? You know, I think that's how we need to like start thinking about things. So like in a year, you know, me and Alex, maybe we'll talk about this podcast and be like, maybe both of us will be on the same page. and We'll be like, yeah, we want to like do this more professionally and, you know, every week be making sure we're, well, first of all, be doing it every week instead of every other week, like we're doing right now. Um, oh no, personally, I, I wouldn't go in for a job that wants me to work every single week. That just seems excessive. <laughs> that is too much. I signed up for a two day work month. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the message to any any future prospective employers out there, that is all I'm willing to do. <laughs> but but yeah, I think it's, it's just about like, 
knowing like going with what your creativity is feeling. And I, I wish that our society was set up a little bit more freely so that you could kind of get a job that you're passionate about. And then it's like, Oh, well, I'm not like, you know, for a couple of years I'm passionate, but then it's like, Oh, not really. Like, you know, our, our system is still very much set up for you to like get a job and work in it. Oh, can I, can I take this opportunity? Of course. I don't even know what you're going to do, but yes, take it. Steal this opportunity. All right. The opportunity is mine now. Um, and, (laughs) and I will use it to talk about my, my previously alluded to point that grind culture is not good for the economy. Why isn't it good for the economy? You ask? Well, you, I mean, yeah, no, it's not good for the economy in, in a general sense. What it is good for is the people at the top of the economy and maintaining existing power structures. Well, I think that's that's what I mean when I say economy. When I say the economy, I mean the like billionaires who own stocks. Okay, I'm thinking of the GDP <laughs> per capita, but whatever. You do you. <laughs> I don't even... I remember that word being in my geography textbooks in like grade six. I don't, who actually knows what GDP per capita means anymore? What does it tangibly mean for me? I have been learning about economics for about two and a half years, by which I mean I have one economics book that I started two and a half years ago, and I am now about a third of the way through. (laughs) So if that isn't the mark of an expert, Exactly. I don't know what is. Capital in the so. 21st Century by Thomas Piketty for anyone who actually cares about economics. Um, it's it's the most readable economics book I have ever picked up, which is, you know, it's, it's better I mean, than all the other ones. I was going to say, it's not probably saying that much, but it's saying something. <laughs> but, but for, um, go, going back to... Yes. Why is it bad for the economy? Why is it bad for the economy? Well, um, in order... Can I guess? Fine. Fine. You can guess. I'm going to guess it's something along the lines of, like, it results in, like, workers, the general people being, like, um, like, actually, like, productivity gets lower and then everyone hates their life and everything sucks. And it just, like, sort of is a self-fulfilling prophecy in that sense. Damn it, David. Shouldn't I shouldn't let you guess. This is my opportunity. This is my opportunity. I just, well, I just wanted to prove that I was as smart as an economist. So like not you. I wasn't trying to best you. I just wanted to prove that having read no economy books ever. Oh, okay. I thought I thought I thought you were calling me an economist. Okay. No, no, no. Well, I mean, if you want to call yourself an economist, you can, but I, think, I wouldn't I think I will. I'll put that on my resume. Okay, well, but I wouldn't say I'm smarter than you. I would say I'm smarter than an economist, but not you specifically. Ah, so sweet. That's right. I am one of the smarter economists out there. Um, but yeah, no, that is essentially what I was going to say. Um, it's, it's the same idea as like 12 hour days in the, in the factories around the time of the industrial revolution. Like the more workers are exhausted, the less they can try to change their working conditions and the more people at the top can take advantage of them. Like, I think that's what everything comes down to is like everything I feel I've been told is good for the economy is actually like, well, actually, you know what here, this is where I'm going to insert some of my studies. Um, in like communications, uh, we have like this theory or whatever uh, concept that an organization is, you know, it's people, right? And and that that's exactly what this comes back to is like, sure, exploiting your workers makes you more money while you're exploiting them, but exploiting them means you're like, they're losing something. So mm-hmm. when they die, whether it be like, you know, their, their, their productivity dies or like maybe physically you actually are killing your workers by how bad you're exploiting them, whatever it is. Amazon. Sorry, I didn't say anything. Okay. I actually didn't catch what you said, but so I'm excited to catch it in post. Um, <laughs> but Sorry, for, for those of you who also didn't catch it, I said Amazon. Oh, okay. I, I figured I, I was, I honestly, I was like, it didn't sound like Bezos or Jeff, but, (laughs) (laughs) but you went with the company name. Got it. Um, but no, so it's like, you're exploiting 
the workers, but like the workers are the only things that are giving you your money. So it's like you're exploiting the thing that's giving you money. It, it doesn't work in the long run. And that, and that's just what, you know, this kind of comes back to. It's like, yeah, if you grind really hard, you're going to do really great stuff for a bit. And then your life starts to get shitty because your mental health is declining or nothing is joyful anymore or whatever it might be. And then it's like, ends up being a, a net bad for you, for the economy, for, for everyone involved. And I do think that's what it comes back to. And, to, you know, to, to bring this away from specifically just the economy and back more to like talking about monetizing your hobbies and all that sort of stuff. You know, you talked about earlier, Alex, and I want to always, as always, I want to try and end this on like a, so what can you do <laughs> in the face of this <laughs> somewhat depressing information? Um, Oh, we really seem to, to, to have been going for a theme here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's, I think the reality, like, you know, I've said this to a couple of people recently is I, I don't, there's not a lot of topics I can talk about these days that don't end on the topic or, or end on the point of, yeah, so this sucks and it's all going to shit and there's nothing we can do about it. Like, cause it's, whether you talk about the environment, whatever, it's, it all case, seems to be. In this case, as I think we're about to hear, there is a little bit you can do about it. Well, there's always something you can do. Um, I think there's, you know, you talked earlier about um, this issue is largely because we've set up external motivators to take over from our internal motivators. So if you are having trouble just being internally motivated, I mean, first, I, I think the I'm not going to try and give you advice on that specific stuff because I think my advice would be go see a therapist because I think they're really the only people who can properly help you find that internal motivation and build that back up. But what I can give advice on, because I've been doing this myself to mixed results, but um, is giving yourself an external motivation that is not so linked to money and profit is I bought myself you know, I, I do have to admit, I did go on Amazon because the dollar stores were illegal at the point when I wanted to buy these. Um, and so there was nowhere else I could buy them, but I bought myself like 10,000 gold star stickers. Oh my God. I love gold star stickers. And I, when I do something like I'll take my meds for the day and I'm like, look at you, David, you get a gold star. Look at, and I, and then I'm just like, wow, I did it oh my God, look at me. And like, I try and do it. You know, obviously there's certain things that just can't get through. Like I have depression, no gold stars are fixing my depression or my anxiety or, or those sorts of things. There's still but meditation and, and, and raw food diet. <laughs> those Sorry. will cure your depression. Absolutely. Just meditate once depression gone. I just, I just, you know, I'm not, I haven't tried it yet. Um, apologies but gold stars yes gold stars so i think like that's you know that's like a good example of like if you like just are like if you're just sitting somewhere and you're like god i i need something to do or i want to do this thing but it kind of feels like a waste of my time to do this even though i'd enjoy it tell yourself you're going to give yourself a give a gold star at the end the like the serotonin release of getting a gold star has been Pavloved into you from preschool. It's there <laughs> and make it work for you. That would be my advice. It's like, yes, it's not the only thing that will help you. Like if you're also struggling with other things, then it's probably, you're going to need a mix, but it's just great to like every now and then, even if it helps you just a couple times and it doesn't help you like, 90% of the time it doesn't work, but 10% of the time it does, that's a 10% improvement from before. You know, like it's just find those ways to motivate yourself, be creative, have fun. Um, yeah. Cause I would say like, it's, it's like, yeah, like I've had, I've enjoyed jobs, you know, where I do graphic design or, and I'm sorry, it keeps coming back to graphic design. That's just my own your, personal that's just your passion. That's it's, it is my passion. You know, that's my own personal experience with sort of with grind culture and stuff, but whatever it is, you know, if you, for example, um, I know a friend of mine who like did, um, 
sort of like card readings and like uh, like spiritual like palm reading like those those sorts of things and you know so for for them like if you're someone who has a skill like that and you're like well the only way to use this in the world is to charge for it maybe it's not maybe there's other ways like just throw up astrology party and read all your friends palms or something like you know like there's so many things you can do and giving yourself gold stickers if that helps you get there to do it for free if if that has to be the the sort of nicotine patch on your <laughs> capitalism addiction um why not yeah and that's 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 what i've been doing and the other thing that i will also say specifically this is just one quick sentence i promise um is for specifically creatives, find one of those accounts that just post prompts all the time. And just like, anytime you see a prompt comp that you're like, I do want to draw that, or I do want to write for that or whatever, just like do it. And then give yourself a gold sticker once you've done 20 minutes of it, 15 minutes of it. And it's like, also, this isn't even getting into like the mental health benefits of like taking breaks in your day and all that sort of stuff. It's just, you're going to be a happier, better person if you yeah, get off the get off the capitalism. Don't let capitalism steal your hobbies from you. I should be I, on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that can be our first uh, market marketable product. Oh god. <laughs> uh, but no, I could not agree more with you, David. Um, yeah, the, the gold star thing is one of my favorite tricks as well. Um, love stickers so much, and and yeah, I, I think I think you were spot on with the nicotine patch metaphor you know because once you're once you have taught yourself to be self-motivated with with creative stuff again uh it does become a habit you know i have a friend who has been doing like one sketch daily for probably like five or six years now since we were in high school god Um, i wish i wish that is incredible yeah and it's just jaw-dropping I think, I think for them, it's just become such a habit. Um, Well, no, it's what, what do they say? It's the 21 days or whatever. If you do something for 21 days, it becomes a habit. That's that's not like quite. I know it's pseudoscience. Like there's other stuff to it and whatever, but like. But if you do something for long enough, it becomes a habit. And then, yeah, you don't have to worry about how to motivate yourself to do it as much anymore because you'll, you'll just kind of do it and you'll feel better for it. So this is, this is our challenge to you. Whatever, if you have a hobby that you're already monetizing, my challenge to you is in the next, before summer ends, let's say before summer ends, it's July, mid July right now, by the end of August, um, do, do something with that hobby once that isn't for money. So like if you normally, I don't know, make, food like Alex was talking about if you have a small little bakery business that you run off Instagram or something just try making some cookies just for fun just for yourself because you deserve it um and if you don't have a hobby that you've monetized yet find find something that you used to love doing like something that as a kid or as a teen or whatever that you were like it just brought you so much joy to do obviously like if it is something you shouldn't be doing anymore as like an adult and like, don't, but like, I, I'm just like picturing someone, I don't know, going to like a playground and lighting fire off a s- oh. swing set or something. Oh, if it's like a dumb kid thing. Okay. Yeah. Don't like, yeah. Don't go burn things down or set fireworks in the street or something like that. That you know, what if, what if that's the only thing that, that makes the world less great, David? And light those fireworks, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to tell you not to be happy. But no, like, go, so find, well. go find one of those things that you abandoned long ago because you were like, oh, I'm not making any money off of this. I've got to abandon it and do it again. Go do it. Just do it once before the summer's up. And then hopefully, you know, you'll enjoy it so much you'll keep doing it or at least you did it once. But, um, but yeah, I will try. Let me see. What's, um, what's something... We should challenge ourselves. We're going to challenge our listeners. I mean, I, I know the thing that I want to do is I want to, to write again. Um, okay. And I haven't written like not for school in a really long time. And I used to really, really love it. 
So that is also something I want to do. My challenge to myself, you know, I definitely also, I love writing and that's, I think my long-term challenge as well uh, to myself, but my short-term challenge is going to be um, running my blog. First of all, I just like, you know, procrastinated and stopped posting on it that much. But I also was like, oh, you know, like I've got my YouTube channel where I can make money or, and I've got the podcast where maybe like we could eventually make money or whatever. So like, I'm going to kind of like abandon the blog, but no, I like writing on my blog. So like writing stories, I'm going to put that on the back burner. That's my long-term challenge to myself. But by the end of the summer, I want to have like written, let's say two more blog posts about two ish months left in the summer. That's what I'm going to challenge myself to do because I enjoy doing it. It just doesn't bring me anything other than joy. And so I stopped doing it because that makes no sense. Hey, here's something I love doing. I should stop. That's literally what I said to myself. It's wild. But anyway, that was, that was what this whole podcast episode was about. So we'll talk about that more. And now you're saying here's something I love doing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it again. So exactly. I positive, positive growth, character development. We love some good old character development on the pod. You know, you are watching us grow and become fully fledged members Ours. of society. And in, in, in ways in ways you haven't even heard of, <laughs> you know. So, so so much growth. I think that brings us to the end of today's podcast. Um, I, I think so too. Yeah, I think you know, our message as always is tear down the system, I think. Is Look our... <laughs> for yourself a little bit more no. and, and then a little bit yeah. less for your evil overlords. Yeah. I, I think that does uh, <laughs> conclude our podcast for the day. Yes. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. We do apologize if you noticed our delay in uploading last week. Um, there was no reason for it other than forgetfulness. We will try not to have that happen again. But um, if we do, then no, nothing you can do about it. This podcast is 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 for us, uh, and we we do hope that you enjoy it. But, um, but yeah, it's it's a passion project. Yeah, and we didn't have any angry mobs show up at either of our places, which means that we don't have any fans dedicated enough to show up in an angry mob when we don't upload. And (laughs) like on one hand, that's nice, but on the other hand, I'm kind of offended. So I'm going to need everyone to step it up so that the next time we forget to upload, we don't actually completely just not realize for several days. I will notice. However, (laughs) shout out to my mom who did ask me in a, in a somewhat disappointed tone why there wasn't another (laughs) episode out. Um, I think, I think that's maybe not quite at angry mob level, but you definitely, you did your best mom and I appreciate it. We appreciate the accountability, but until next, next week, keep uh, on caring guys. Absolutely. We will do our best to keep caring as well. (laughs) All right. Bye. (laughs)